0: What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 77 of your favorite podcast, The Grower Die Podcast. I am your host, Justin Mayley, alongside my co-host, Scott Simmons. Today, we're gonna talk about a juicy topic. We're gonna talk about hiring a coach, hiring the right coach for you. How do you know they're good? How do you know they're legit? How do you know that you're a fit? And so I break down 10 points that I believe are very, very, very crucial and incredible for you having the right fit, not just for your mind, but for your physical progress, for your spiritual progress, and for you, dominating whatever stands in your way. So episode 77 brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Please, please, please scroll down to the bottom of the page. Give us five stars and leave a review. If you love us, I'll see you inside. Huge, huge time for Team Haley right now. The Lipton's have arrived in Austin, fucking Texas. You know, I think that I actually... I have two trains of thought here. Austin, Texas should be renamed. (laughs) It should. My one train of thought is just goat capital. Okay. My second train of thought is fucking hashtag motherfucking team. Haley. Uh, There it is. (laughs) HQ comma, Texas.
1: I knew that was coming.
0: Like why just rename a street? Yeah. You know, when we're all living over on the lake, why not just just rename the whole bitch? Like how how many people? How about the county? The cut like, like to, to just what daddy County. That's me. <laughs> team Haley. Yeah, so, so Travis County's daddy County. There you go. And uh, Williamson County team Haley County there. Okay. I'm down. All right. I'm down. That's cool. All right. Could Welcome. you imagine saying
1: putting on your address and you fill out like uh, you ship fucking yeah, something from Amazon? That'd be dope. Where do you what county do you live in? Daddy County.
0: <laughs> What's up <laughs> with what <did> it though?
1: <laughs> is it code six nine, six nine? Hell six, nine. Yeah.
0: That's how we roll, baby. <laughs> no, but uh the Liptons have arrived. Megan Dolly is in town. I mean, dude, these just Man, it's so powerful. I talk to you guys about it all the time. Surround yourself with incredibly like-minded individuals, incredibly driven individuals. This is so fucking cool, dude. Dude,
1: dude, dude. Yeah. There's a daddy county in Miami. In my <laughs> It's pronounced it's it's
0: spelled D-A-D-E. But oh, that's Dade. Eh, You can call it Daddy County. All right, we're calling it Daddy County. I Googled it to see what would happen. We're calling it Daddy County. (laughs) It's fitting. So I'm just, I'm fired up, man. The Lipton's uh, quit their corporate job. They moved here. Uh, You know, they're going all in with, um, you know, Hyperdrive, with Team Haley Online Coaching, Mm -hmm. with everything else that we're going to have them involved in, which is a lot of items. Uh, So they're going to get busy real fucking quick. Yeah. Um, You know, Megan Dolly's just visiting right now. Keyword right now. Wink, wink. Yep. Dude, like... (sighs) it's not really kidnapping if you just don't let her like get on the like she's you know she's our employee she's one of our best friends yeah. it's not really kidnapping if we just don't let her get on the plane. It's more so looking out for her best interest yeah yeah right keeping her here yeah. i
1: mean and you know cooper's probably gonna be here
0: Co- yeah 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 cooper's gonna be here in so, a fucking second kelly yeah uh, we know you're so, listening Ke- kelly's the only one <laughs> kelly's the last one you know kelly's a tough pull you know yeah. she's always been in Boston. dude boss is a dope yeah. have you Still, been in boston? never no dude, i want to oh though. my gosh so uh oh my god we have to go to boston yeah once she opens back up i know um tyler allen and i are going up to the northeast yep and so you you have to come with us and go to we have a stop in boston i mean it's a non-negotiable if i go to northeast i'm going to boston boston is a lovely city yeah and she lives on boylston uh i think it's street or avenue i think it's street okay which that's like the main that's like that's uh, that's like sixth right that's like sixth here. yeah yeah yeah. that's that's like where everything happens it's a great place uh man boston's amazing when i was in boston last year um I, ha- I was there for like four days and for nine of my meals, I had lobster. <laughs> I mean, it was all awesome. super casual there, though, it's right? So casual. Yeah. There's a, a lobster roll joint no yeah every every everywhere you look there's a fucking yeah, lobster right. joint just like staring you down the barrel and i'm okay. like you know what i'm going to succumb yet again to more lobster yep. by the time i left i was tired of lobster and i want That's to feel lot. that again i you're love love you're ready to go back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> steak and lobster two things i just can't ever get tired of yeah so sure but um you know Never say never with Kelly, because we have so many things going on down here. I mean, I'm going to give her 12
1: months. Yeah. Okay. We'll see what happens when, when when and if, well, when she graduates. Yes. And when and if Megan Ashley comes. Uh,
0: Yeah. Megan Ashley's coming. Yeah. I'm just, I already wrote it in permanent marker. So I
1: mean, when, when there's one left,
0: yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. The influence is going to be <laughs> mega. <laughs> oh man. So, um, it's cool. It's dope. Um, I love being surrounded. Like, like it's cool that I get to work with my best fucking friends. Yeah. Yeah. And every single day we just, we get to grow, we get to prosper. We get to thrive together. Like, man, how dope is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, 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 it's such. And
1: cool everybody life. brings something super unique yeah. to the table, which is cool.
0: They do. Yeah. They do. So I'm, I'm really excited for that elite people more elite people just surrounding elite people you know the group that we have here is unlike anything else I've ever seen mm-hmm. it's what wi- you know what's wild about Austin it's like the 11th biggest city in America dude it just doesn't feel like a very big city no you know not at like all. man we've completely taken this thing over yeah yeah
1: <laughs> but even when you're just when you're new when it's fan yeah. or fresh into Austin yeah. it didn't feel that big which no. is why we liked it yeah
0: it, it never did when I lived downtown I enjoyed that you know I can ride a bike mm-hmm. I can ride a scooter I can walk Yeah. From one from one end of the city to the other, it's 1.1 miles. You can walk that almost any time of day. Any time of day. Yeah. Like I never was out there and I never like felt like unsafe. Yeah. You know? Uh so uh goat capital, team motherfucking Mahaley uh city, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) Daddy (laughs) County, whatever. Uh it's it's amazing. So let's talk about hiring a coach. Um, you know. I think what's really cool about, you know, these people who are coming and surrounding us is they hired me as a coach and they started as just clients. Mm -hmm. Like. Everyone on this staff, except Savannah and Brandon started as a client of mine Mm -hmm. and they worked their way up the company. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes us so impactful. That's what makes us so powerful is, you know, these people love the culture that we have here. You know, I I sent that text um, in the group chat. Earlier this week, that was just sharing some numbers about our impact. And like, truly, it's 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 just so humbling to see. But when it was just me, it wasn't close to this. Like all these people came on board, you know, you and David and Steven and Tony included all these people came on board and expanded it so much. It's Mm -hmm. it's 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 it's, dude, it's fucking bonkers. Yeah. And, you know, I I was I'm, I'm very grateful for it. And
1: it's that big company
0: mentality. It's a big company mentality. Like you and I talked about like, Mm -hmm. it was like a fucking year ago. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one item I want to get on, don't hire a coach because you hope to like work for them or like the the company, hire a coach because the culture is unparalleled and there's some really good teams. There's some fire fucking teams Mm -hmm. and some people I really respect around the industry. There's one TM. Yeah. There's one TM and yeah. it's separated from everyone else by miles. And mm-hmm. I'll gladly say that I'll gladly say it with a lot of these coaches who listen to this podcast mm-hmm. and you should feel that way. You should have that confidence. But when you hire a coach, the number one item to look for, what's their culture like? What do they stand for? It's not just about fitness. Like truly it's about surrounding yourself with people who are going to force your growth everywhere. Again, physical goals are pretty easy to, 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 to meet. Okay what are you doing in the rest of your life? What's the standard you are being held to in the rest of your life by the folks that you're surrounding yourself with? Mm -hmm. You know, you hire a coach and if it's, you know, a good coach, you're going to have a ton of communication with them. So they're going to be a huge influence in your life. How do they talk? How do they talk to themselves? How do they talk to you? If it's demeaning and belittling, you didn't hire a coach. You hired a stupid ass drill sergeant. Honestly, there's (laughs) no room for that. Yeah. What do they stand for? What is their team? What do the clients stand for? What are their clients like? Like, are they good fucking people or do they suck? I know I have good people because I kicked all the suck off. (laughs) I I have amazing fucking people on this team. Do you fit the mold of their clientele or, or do you look at their clientele and you don't fit the mold, but you really, really, really want to? now you're going to be incredibly uncomfortable. You're going to sign up and right away, you're going to be so uncomfortable. You're going to be like, I need to catch up. I need to get on par with these people. I need to be parallel with these people. I, I, I almost want folks who view us in this light of like, I have a lot of fucking work to do to, you know, be team Haley as fuck. I want you to come in scared. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you should come in scared. Why? We're all going to be very nice to you. Mm -hmm. We're going to be incredibly receptive to you. I mean, People sign up, they get in, uh, accepted into the Facebook group. They put that they're brand new, you know. Everything gets forty fucking comments on it, like welcome, sure. welcome. You yeah, know, yeah, you see yeah. that, you see yeah. all that stuff. But to become one of us, mm-hmm. you got to get uncomfortable, mm-hmm. really, really, really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I pride myself in getting incredibly uncomfortable every single day because I don't want to, I don't want to lose the wave. If you mm. will, we're in this huge wave, right? Yeah. And I can't let it come tumbling down. Yeah. So like, if I slip up, yeah. Like for, for example, um, I w- actually wasn't going to talk about this at all anywhere, <laughs> um, but it's a it's a pretty good you know item to talk about right now. So I want to preface this by saying, do what I say, not what I do. So last week, I hurt my shoulder really fucking bad. Oh yeah. When we were at the gym. Yeah. And um, you know, I had, you know, but I don't want to get too deep into it. Well. The next day was a rest day. I did constant physical therapy on it, constant you know uh, massage on it myself. Megan, I had Abriana come over and and do work on it. And she helped it greatly. I was you know at the gym having friends fucking stretched out to a place that I can stretch out. So I did the work that it took to get back in the gym, so I didn't have to miss a beat. Yeah, right. And you know every fucking workout since then has been a little bit challenging. It's been it's been pretty tough. But dude, if I if I fall back. Right now, I'm good enough to, I'm good enough to go. Mm -hmm. I'm good enough to go in the gym, dial it the fuck up and get after it and get Mm -hmm. closer to my goal. Mm -hmm. And so if I am able to do that, then I have to go chase that goal. I have to modify things so that it doesn't fucking, you know, get worse. So that it doesn't fuck me up like long term. Longer, yeah. So I have to modify some things. I have to be really intelligent with it. But dude, if I slip up, other people are going to catch up. And I can't have other people catching up. Sure. If I slip up, then, you know, the roster is going to slip a little bit. Mm -hmm. That wave, we're we're, we're riding this massive wave. We have been for about 13 months and the wave keeps Mm -hmm. getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And so it's my clients push me. It's my responsibility and my staff Mm -hmm. pushes me to continue growing this wave. Yeah. And the pressure is awesome. Like it feels good to feel pressure from the clients that you're with, Mm -hmm. from the people that you surrounded yourself with. Yeah. Like, man, like I'm not even comfortable on this team. And like, that feels fucking good. You, you have, you as the, the, the beginning. Yeah.
1: Have a, an image to uphold. 100%. And that's another level of, you know, you said, kind of be
0: scared yeah it's probably another level of scary oh absolutely it is i was like you wake up in the morning a little bit scared sure every time you respond to a your client you're a little bit scared <laughs> like like there's a reputation that i have to uphold, but there's a service i have to uphold too yeah what you get week one is what you get in fucking year i mean you know Kara, Kara Goss has been with me like almost three years or something well and every single check and i'm still teaching her yeah. Every single check-in or I, I try to, at least she's really fucking intelligent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's really fucking smart, but I, mm-hmm. I try to teach her every check-in and, mm-hmm. um, you know, same with like Kylie, you know, when, when there's a teaching point, like we're still assessing training videos Yeah, we're still perfecting training. Like the, it never stops. So there's this, you can't, Get comfortable, and I think I've heard very often from a lot of folks who, like you know, for the first couple months it was fine and dandy, and after that, like communication kind of dropped off, and you almost felt like you were bothering them when when you hit them up. We mm-hmm. can't have that. And man, if I was told that about one of my coaches, you would oh, see shit. a dragon. Oh shit! You would see me turn into a fire breathing beast, yeah. and I would be yeah. burning down the city. Yeah, fucking Daddyville would just burn down. Wow. Wow. Now it's called Daddyville. <laughs> now it's called Daddyville. <laughs> so culture, what the fuck is the culture? Is the respect between the coach and the client mutual? This is massive. And we see this happen pretty often that the coach isn't extremely highly respected. They're appreciated, but appreciated and respected are two different things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: With respect comes an element of fear. And like I just told you, when I respond to client check-ins, there's an element of fear. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you have seen my responses. You've heard me talk to my clients. It's, it's in depth. Mm-hmm. And every single time it's like, fuck, I did enough, right? Like I, yeah, like I, I need to give myself validation almost because mm. I always want to provide, provide, provide. And all yeah. my coaches, I mean, I hear Savannah out there right fucking now responding to a client. Yeah, and she's like ninety fucking seconds in this voice She's <laughs> going in depth with <laughs> yeah. like every CEO coach does that yeah. shit. Yeah, and you know that's you know that uh, that's what it should be. You want to go above and beyond. But do the clients kind of fear that coach?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When like I love when people tell me that on check-in day. I love check-in day, but man, I get nervous. Oh, okay. Dude, I love that. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that because if you love check-in day, you crush your protocols. Yeah. If you get nervous, you're nervous about being good enough. Yes. Okay. You're nervous about the validation or being respected or yeah. that the feedback's really good and mm-hmm. that you perfected what we talked about last week. Okay. And the only way that you love check-in day is if you're perfect. Like, yeah. so there was a week that I was like 70% with my diet because of some business things that came up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I checked in with Matt and I was like, ah, no this is what happened. This is, this is what went down. Um, you know, some unforeseen instances happened. It was all business related. I didn't really want to do this. And dude, you know, he got back because you're honest. He got back with me. And, um, you know, he was like, dude, I understand, you know, you're chasing things. You're chasing dreams. You're trying to make things happen. You know, we've been together at the time, like six and a half for seven months or something like this is the first time this has happened. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as it doesn't become an issue moving forward, then, that's all right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we move forward. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't, I wasn't excited about that. You don't drinking. feel proud of yourself. No. And yeah. every single Tuesday morning I wake up, I'm like, oh, motherfucker, second day. <laughs> Other than that one. Yeah. You know, and I felt that way for eight months now, however long we've been together. So what's the culture? Is there a mutual respect between coach and client? There should be an element of fear from both sides, mm-hmm. not just from one side. And a lot of coaches don't understand. A lot of coaches truly think their shit don't stink. I mm. dude, I know I still fuck up. Sure. I know that there's things I need to be better at. I'm very self-aware with that, but I know that my fuck up rate is much less than my, you know, uh, nailed it rate, my dialed in rate, you know. (laughs) So culture is a huge item. Do you fit in? Do you fit the mold of what they're trying to do? Number two results. All right. Listen, I say a million times, physical results are easy. You want to hire me and look better than you ever have. My God, give me something that's a challenge. Like all you have to do is follow protocol and you're going to look far better than you ever have. High level results. That's challenging. When you have someone who's at an extremely high level of physical adaptation and you have to continue assessing and responding to their physique, you have to continue staying a step ahead of a physique that is used to adapting, that is very comfortable with adapting, that is ready to adapt. I mean, very, very, very high level stuff. That's when it gets challenging. Let's look at John Childress, for example. You know, Mm -hmm. the dude's five, nine, 250 pounds right now.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Pretty fucking lean. How do you keep getting results out of that? Yeah. Well, if if I told you, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to constantly assess things. When you get into yeah. high-level bodybuilding, when a lot of drugs start getting involved, and by mm-hmm. a lot of drugs, I don't mean the dosages. I mean a lot of different items. Okay. When a lot of drugs start getting involved, when a lot of food... Um, uh when a lot of diet methods start getting involved training methods all those things that's when it gets really hard to you know continue getting results and that's when you really assess the manipulation tactics. okay you always 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 at that point you take an additional step back yeah so you come up with your game plan Mm -hmm. which you know if, if we're not at an extremely high level of adaptation you have your game plan and you just assess and respond. Mm-hmm. All right. You pivot when needed. So you come up with your game plan and then you take another setback. And now you assess your game plan and you assess everything you're looking to do, everything you've done in the past. Like in my very, very, very advanced clients, I'm constantly scrolling up. Like, what were we doing three months? Three months ago, we had something. All right, check that out, go back down, and then a month and a half. Mm-hmm. OK, OK. So, and that's how you assess your game plan, your overall layout. If we've already done this, they are going to respond very quickly. Mm-hmm. Their body's ready for it. OK, now this doesn't mean we're trying to confuse the body or anything. No, we're trying to continue to find an extremely adaptive response here. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, the good news is for most of these people, I grew them into that body. Yeah. So I know them incredibly well. We've been together a really, really, really long time. And so it's easy to just constantly manipulate. Okay. But high level results are not the easiest thing to get or to continue getting. Are there clients dialed in? There's a, Huge motivation factor in, in achieving results like you, you need to be incredibly motivated. We aren't cheerleader. I mean, yeah, part of my job is a cheerleader for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I mean, that's part of any head coach's job. You score a fucking touchdown on on a Sunday, uh, you know, the Dallas Cowboys and coach should get fucking fired up and tell you a good job. You know, it's kind of part of coaching mm-hmm. is, is being a cheerleader. But being a master manipulator of motivation, I can motivate. Anyone, mm-hmm. I can motivate, and uh, I can I, I can fucking motivate someone in Antarctica to buy dry ice. I can't. I'm not a salesman. Yeah, but I'm gonna bring this motherfucking dry ice. Yeah, I'm gonna knock on your front door. When you fucking answer that door, I'm gonna dial you the fuck in on why this dry ice is better than that motherfucking dry ice. Yeah, and you're gonna be like, I need this dry ice. I I I. We'll run through this snow naked for this dry ice. (laughs) And like, like I, I believe that is a massive component behind physique progress behind staying on track, especially Mm -hmm. when shit gets tough. When I start pushing your diet and you're not in prep for a show that gets tough. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you stay on track? I'm going to make your ass fucking stay on track. I had a girl today and I do this very often. I had a girl today. She's going to be an absolute star. Um, she, she is, she's a figure girl, uh, from up in the Northeast and she's going to be so fucking good. Uh, I think she has been me maybe two or three months, give, take, um, ever all the days go so fast now. Might yeah, not even be that true. long. Um, and you know, she checked in today and you know, it was the first check-in that we kind of took a little step back.
1: Mm-hmm. All
0: right. So, and she acknowledged that she was like, you know, I had issues staying on track this week. It, it didn't. It doesn't feel good, but I had a lot of issues this week. Uh, You know, I I raged on food a little bit more than I should have. And, you know, we got down to the root. Mm -hmm. What's causing this? Well, you know, she cut someone out of her life that meant a lot to her. Mm -hmm. All right. Got it. So we aren't really food focused. We are responding to a stress with food intake. Mm -hmm. This is common. Everyone listening to this podcast has done that at some point. This is normal. This is someone who's going to win a lot of overall championships and, you know, probably I, I believe long-term she has pro potential. And so I got her on track. Look, every single day you do a mental check-in and my clients listening to this who have gotten that message from me, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. Every day you do a mental check-in every single night. I want you to shoot me a fucking message and let me know just how you're doing. How can I help? How is your training? How is your diet? Everything. That level of accountability and that level of motivation is going to hold you the fuck over. I'm going to put that work in. Yeah, I've fuck ton of client's. I have very fucking busy days, but I'm never too busy for someone I care about. And if you're on my roster, I care about you. Does your coach feel that way? If they don't, you'll need to hire me. I have plenty of other coaches I can resource you to that truly care that there's no amount of work that they won't do to make you right. Mm. So that girl, she's going to send me check-ins every fucking night. And she's going to get right back on track and we're going to learn how to be able to work through this together. This is our first hiccup. This is our first pivot point. And after this one, everything's going to be way fucking easier. I think a very important component of client coach, client relationships is, and really coaching relationships in any realm is we know the client's going to have the coaches back, right? But as the coach always have the clients back, Will your coach go to fucking war for you. Yes or no. There's not a maybe. There's nothing you have to think about. If you have to think about it, then it's a no. And I think that's very, that's a very strong relationship to uphold. Is, will your coach go to fucking war for you? It's a yes or a no. I think that's a huge component of bodybuilding training. I know for a fact, because I've seen him do it. I know for a fact that Matt would go to war for me. Mm. He would do anything for me. And I think that's fucking dope. Yeah. And I, oh, fuck. If you're a client of mine, you don't feel that way. You better message me right now. i <laughs> gotta yeah, tell you something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you want? Do you want to be a bodybuilder? Man, if you want to be a really good bodybuilder, and I'm not talking about just open body, I'm talking about you want to be a really good competitor. Dude, you better hire someone who's a really good competitor. Mm -hmm. Why? There's a mentality. There's a mentality that elite competitors share. There's a mentality that people who are in there to fucking kill, they enter the ring to fucking kill, not to win, to absolutely fucking kill, to shred something apart, to dominate. There's a mentality there that you better fucking align with. If your coach is soft, we already talked about that. We already talked about what happens to soft coaches. Their clients are soft. Their clients binge out on food after the shows. Their clients are constantly in an emotional roller coaster all the fucking time. There's one path, there's one direction, there's one voice, there's one vision, there's one mentality. It's fucking kill. I mean, a lot of people listen to this, be like, well, body is not that serious. I view life is that serious. Mm-hmm. I truly feel like you're either the predator or the prey and I know which side I'm standing on. Yeah. And I really would not want to be in my way. I've seen bad things happen to people <laughs> in my way. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. And a lot of my clients, you know, share that same fucking mentality. A lot of my clients go into a set and if they don't achieve the goal that we set for them, they're fucking angry. Yeah. Like it. I it's seen like it in David. Yeah. Yeah. yeah David recently. does that. Yeah. David fucking does that. Mm-hmm. Like if it, if it's not up to the standard and you know what's cool about me and David, I don't need to say anything. He yeah. knows. Yeah. He knows we fist bump it out and then he does better next time. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think that's powerful. It's a powerful place to be with your coach. So are you a predator? Or are you the fucking prey? You can still compete and be good if you're the prey, if you don't want to be in constant attack mode, kill mode. But I can promise you which one's going to go further on the actual stage and really just in fucking life. I would recommend hiring someone who's going to be brutally honest with you. Look, not every week is going to be a win. But if you constantly get told by your coach that it's good enough, well, eventually you're just going to start accepting average. That gets your fucking ass kicked on stage. You either have a dead center mentality or you have a fucking second call out mentality. You can change the way you think. You can manipulate your thoughts. But you either crave being in the middle of that first fucking call out, holding it the fuck down with all eyes on you. Or you kind of shrug at it and you kind of don't really mind if you're in the second call out. You kind of get off stage and it's like, oh, you know, <laughs> they were better than me. It's all right. Motherfucker, you're on my roster. It ain't all right. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Here in the second call outs. I have some self-assessment to do and we got some conversations to be at because
1: mm-hmm.
0: that wasn't part of the fucking plan. Yeah. Quite frank. You want to get a W. You need to treat every fucking week that way, but your coach needs to treat your, your, your relationship that way. I'm very fortunate to have close relationships with, you know. A few of my clients. Those people check in, they have a bad week. I tell them. Yeah. I mean, you see me, you know, talk to Taylor. Well, for yeah, example. It's,
1: it's what you talk about. The difference between coach Justin and friend Justin. Yeah. Justin.
0: Yeah. There's coach yeah. Justin. There's friend Justin. You know, there's boss Justin. There's, yep. you know, all of those items. When, when I'm in coach, Mo, you better not get offended. If you're yeah. going to get offended, you're not going to make it here very long. Yeah. Look, I love you and I want the best for you. But right now you're letting me down Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to hold up my end of the bridge. And if you don't hold up your end, it's going to fucking crumble. And we can't have that. Mm And that's not what we're here for. We're here for mutual benefit. But you see me talk to Taylor, right? I think Taylor's the most genetically gifted client I have on my entire roster. Yeah. And You know, Taylor is, she is really coming around to being a hard worker and I'm incredibly proud of her for that. But she knew there for a while that she was skating by. She, it was good enough. Mm. her mediocre effort was good enough for her to win shows. Mm-hmm. All right. That's nuts. That's bonkers. Given her gen- genetics. Yeah. 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 Given how fucking much of a freak she is, mm-hmm. you know, she's coming around, she's growing mentally, physically, spiritually. She's growing in every component of life, you know, now, and I'm really proud of her for that. Ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of people on this planet would never, ever, ever hang out with me. Or surround themselves with me if I was as hard on them as I am on Taylor. Yeah, I I believe I mean, I think everyone would agree. I believe that. All of our friends (laughs) listen, this like, yeah, I fucking wouldn't. (laughs) I wouldn't deal with that. But Taylor tells me she wants to be on the Olympia stage. Yeah. Taylor's good enough to be on the Olympia stage. So you're good enough is not good enough. Mm -hmm. Like it is. You need to be excellent every single component, every single day. You hitting your macros within two grams is not good enough. You want to be on the Olympia stage? It better be zeroed out every day. If you have 10,000 steps prescribed, 9,999. If you want to be on the Olympia stage, that's not good enough. So the reason behind it is because I I care Mm -hmm. and I know my staff cares and I know all of our clients know they're cared about. And when I look at other teams who I know their coach cares, The results are so spectacular Mm -hmm. compared to other, you know, folks who I know have huge teams, but they just don't fucking give a shit. I
1: like the concept. You said you hold up the one end of the bridge. Yeah. The client
0: has a job to hold together. But
1: what's frustrating is seeing so many
0: clients holding up there under the bridge and their coach is just not even yeah. anywhere to be found.
1: Sure, I bet that's, that's
0: yeah. frustrating. It's frustrating me because I see a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. And you know, I never cross the line. I never yeah. cross the boundary. I've mm-hmm. never, ever, ever crossed the line with someone who's not my fucking client. Mm-hmm. If you're not my client, that's okay. If you're with a coach that's a clown, but that's your choice. You know, eventually you're going to hire someone who cares. And eventually you're going to hire someone who's really fucking dialed in. And I know, you know, I I've seen it happen so many times where eventually they come around to it and they understand that. Mm. But you both need to be holding up your end of the bridge. Morals. This one's really fucking simple, dude. Um, does the coach fucking have morals, dude? Do they cross the line with you? I mean, how many times. You know, have we heard about certain coaches putting bikini girls on extreme levels of aromatase inhibitors? There's no morality behind that.
1: Go listen to the
0: Jamie, Jamie episode. Yeah, the Jamie Pender (laughs) episode. How many times do we hear about coaches trying to fucking get in their clients
1: pants?
0: (laughs) That's, you know, that's probably happen more often than not. uh, More often than not. No, but happens often enough.
1: Does it enough to point it out?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Enough to point it out. (laughs) Yeah. Especially when high-level bodybuilding drugs are being utilized, especially when shit like insulin, DNP, T3, when these things start being utilized, trust alone, Letrozole, any of these items, when they start being utilized, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Your morals, your moral compass is going to guide you everywhere you go. Do you agree with the person? Do you not fucking agree with the person? It's really fucking quite frank communication style. How often do you get to talk with your coach? Does a coach take off days. I don't understand this one. Quite frank. Now, there's a time and a place you're about to compete tomorrow. Well, yeah, you take an off day. You probably should. But like if every week you have an off day where your clients can't reach you, uh, you're not really coach. This is a 365 24 seven job. All right. Or you need a tap out for a mental break, you know, once every few months. I think that's great. I would mm-hmm. highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I had one of those days. I remember I had one of those days. We got the house on the lake. Yeah, yeah. And I put in the Facebook group. I was like, dude, I, I, I need a day. I really. But what did day.
1: you do? You told your clients. I told my clients, and they all respect it. And they it.
0: all thought it was awesome. Yeah, like they loved it. Mm-hmm. But man, can you imagine? Can you imagine what my what my life would be like if I had one every week? If I had oh, one man. off day every week, my <laughs> life would be miserable. I'd <laughs> be so bored. I mean, that's how I energize. I energize when I get to talk to you know to my clients, and most coaches do feel that way. Do you ever feel like you're inconveniencing your coach when you message them? Are your check-ins thoroughly responded to? Are you being educated? Do you enjoy the responses from your coaches? Do you look forward to them or do you dread them? You should always look forward. Look, coaching is a luxury expense. Coaching is not something that's a necessity. Even as good as I think I am, I'm not a necessity for people. I don't think I can be replaced. But I understand, especially given the pandemic situation we went through, Mm -hmm. that I'm not as essential as a lot of items, a house, food, water, mm-hmm. <laughs> a dog, <laughs> like whatever it might be. Uh, uh, there's nothing essential about this business in this industry. So it's a luxury because, you know, folks like you guys who listen to this podcast, you're trying to constantly level up in you're, con- you're You're trying to constantly push yourself further and become greater, become better. All of these items. Well, you should be treated as such, and you should constantly be made to feel like you're part of something that's special. Mm-hmm. And you should never feel like just a number. I think knowledge is a huge component here, outside of extremely drastic items like the keto diet or whatever it might be. Fuck, I, this is so frustrating. I, I have this doctor. Oh boy. <sighs> And I have a couple of clients who go to this person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this doctor is quite frank, quite frank, is leading them down a very bad path oh, with their health okay. and her use of birth control oh, okay. and how this birth control is applied yeah. or progestin hormone is applied and yeah. all these, it's, it's awful. It's ridiculous downright. It's, it's scary. Yeah. It's very scary. So I had to talk with these clients, you know, about this extremely drastic measure is very bad. Mm-hmm. We need to find new doctors to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything outside of an extremely drastic item, Nothing's inherently good and nothing's inherently bad. Don't forget the inverted you that I always allude to. On the front end, it's not enough. In the middle, it's perfect. On the back end, it's too much. We need to be in that perfect realm, right? With everything that we do. Can you constantly explain why? If my clients ask me a question about literally anything at at this point, I'm probably well-versed in it. I know a lot of other coaches who are probably well-versed in it. If I'm not, I'm not going to bullshit. I'm just going to be like, fuck, dude, honestly, I don't know. But I'm going to get back to you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to get back to you. Because I have a network of folks who are very well-versed. And, you know, it's, it's awesome to have. Do they deflect questions? They hate questions. Like, I don't understand you can hate the opportunity to teach someone, especially your client. Yeah. To me, that's mind blowing. If you're doing too much cardio, too low food, too many drugs, too much of anything, it's a red flag. We don't need to. We need to keep it as simple as possible. The KISS principle. Keep it stupid simple. Drugs, great assist. But if you're training really hard. If you're manipulating the body's metabolic output very well, if your recovery is being highly prioritized, man, it's really that simple. Mm -hmm. You don't need a bolus of drugs. You don't need a shit ton of drugs. You don't need all of this stuff. You need to just follow fucking protocol and go really fucking hard and execute as best as you can. So the knowledge is a huge fucking component. A lot of people don't pride themselves in having much fucking knowledge hmm. or, you know, they get to their place where like, I'm 10 years deep in this industry or I'm 15 years deep in this industry. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, and you're getting eaten alive by literally people who just started two years ago yeah, like, because you haven't expanded your knowledge because you're not very good at what you do hmm. because your clients still look like shit. Yeah. I don't understand that. Do they practice what they preach? Dude, I take so much pride in this. It's absolutely bonkers. That's like why I'm training through a shoulder injury right now. How the fuck can I tell you to go fucking beat the log book when I'm sitting on my fucking dick? Yeah. What am I? That's not respectable. Mm-hmm. That, that's not that's, that's not cool. I mean, sure. I watched Matt Jansen tear his fucking peck and he never stopped training. Yeah, I noticed that. He, he just he just altered the way he's training and he's yeah. moving. Yeah. like That's what it's fucking about, dude. That's what mm-hmm. I want my fucking coach to be they practice what they preach are they getting better are they constantly doing the things i mean this is what's cool about instagram is man it's such an open book right yeah you can be pretty fucking vulnerable on there it's really hard i can't say it i i, I guess it's easy for me to say because i kind of know everyone mm-hmm. like off instagram mm-hmm. so it's hard for them to like run and hide from like me yeah and a lot of yeah. other people like, like you, you can too. tell when someone's bs yeah 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 it's super easy yeah I guess it's you know difficult for other people to like be able to sense that. Sure. But regardless, at some point when you're really paying attention, when you're really watching, it's easy to figure out what a person's actually about. It really is. And are they practicing what they preach, dude? Are they about that fucking life? Are they in the trenches with you or are they not? What are they prioritizing? Honestly, if you're a bodybuilding coach, you should be prioritizing bodybuilding. Mm. If you're too old to bodybuild or you're retired from bodybuilding and all that stuff, but you were a good competitor, you should still be prioritizing, you know, just the body, the lifestyle Mm -hmm. of bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. You don't need to walk around being a fucking freak forever. Like look at Chris seat. Look at Andrew Vu. You know, they're not at all, but look what they were like. Yeah, sure. What they were like was bonkers. Honey Rainbot, another one. Yeah. Yeah. Quite frank, pathetic physique, but <laughs> dude was nuts. He but was those lights guys out.
1: continue to push it forward. Yeah.
0: Honey, rainbow actually won Mr. California. Oh, cool. Back in the day, which was a big deal. Almost big of a deal is Mr. Ohio. But, you know, we don't get not quite Doesn't <laughs> a podcast. What do their clients say about them when people leave? Why? I've told you guys why people leave me. You know what I get told? It's just too competitive here.
1: Yeah, I always found that really interesting. And that wild. Yeah.
0: And that bonkers. People aren't leaving me because the service isn't good because the results aren't fucking stellar. People are leaving me because it's too fucking competitive here.
1: you. know, I also found it funny. uh, Madison. Yeah. Someone asked why she chose to get a coach on like one of her Q&A's. Yeah. And she said, I chose Justin. Yeah but only when I was ready. Yeah. She was Justin.
0: Yeah. She was trying to get ready for it for a few months. Oh, really? Like mentally. And, and I hear that very often from people. Like, dude, it took me months to reach out. Interesting. I had a dude I met at the gym today. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my new clients from here in Austin. He started me about two weeks ago. Really fucking cool guy. And he's like, I knew since January I needed a coach. Mm-hmm. And like, man, it took him that long to get ready for it. Like, you better be ready when you sign up with me. Like you sign up and you start fucking off and you only last two fucking weeks. You're never coming back on my roster. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. I fucking, I had someone sign up like within a month and like three weeks in they fucking stopped. Yeah. That never happened. They just quit. Yeah. They just quit. I forget what the reason was, but it's like, dude, like you need to be ready for this. Yeah. Like I chose you over other applicants Mm -hmm. and like other people like went elsewhere because they were told I didn't have space on my fucking team. Yeah. Like you need to be ready for this dude. I'm not about the turnover. I I'm about culture. How do you build culture by keeping the same fucking people in Mm -hmm. here and growing them and growing the car. It's it's building the wave. Yeah. 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 Well, if you have fucking people dipping after three weeks, you're fucking crashing the wave. Yeah. You start over. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't, I don't play that shit. Yeah. I want to grow you into one of us. I want Mm -hmm. you to prosper as one of us. I want to see this team grow because of what you bring to it. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of other coaches feel that same way. If you're in this shit for short term if you're not locked to the fuck in, if you're not dialed the fuck in don't fucking reach out to me that is mm-hmm. so disrespectful and mm-hmm. I mean quite frankly like there is no second chance yeah like, you're to show me what you're about Sure, be dialed in be ready to fucking go it's the standard of which they hold themselves to one that you would hold yourself to every client who competes with me gets a trophy we win more often than not we do really fucking well we have great fucking shit happening all around us. We're constantly leveling up. We're constantly pushing ourselves. We're constantly going to the next level. Are you about that? Is that what you prioritize? Is that what you think is fucking dope? Is that what you want to be around? Is that what you want to be? Well, guess what? You become what you constantly surround yourself with. Whatever that motivating factors, whatever Whatever. Whatever that voice inside of your head listens to and pays attention to that's what you're going to become your path follows your perspective your perspective is fucking average you're going to stay fucking average you're not going to grow i'm over here trying to fucking con we all are mm-hmm. like we are constantly trying to grow i mean how many messages do we get about people listening to this podcast people join the team who made that step they made yeah. that leap yeah that is so fucking cool mm-hmm. dude i uh, told you about eddie the other day, yeah, one of my really yeah. good friends from revive yep. Eddie. So Eddie and Nadia, two of my favorite fucking humans on planet earth. Uh, they're both with revive and Nadia just joined uh, Matt Jansen staff as an assistant coach. And they're going to be uber successful together. And Eddie is her, her boyfriend and he turned pro last year. Oh shit. Last year, junior USA, nice. actually, uh, you know, in Charleston, we're going to be next week. And um, he, he, he turned pro there and, you know, phenomenal physique phenomenal competitor, but one of just the best fucking humans I've ever met in my life. I told you about that when we were on that walk that one night. Yeah. So Eddie, uh, I hit Eddie up the other day and we were just, you know, having quick chat. We're we're both super busy. So whenever I chat with him or like someone like Cameron, it's always super fucking, it's it's in and out, it's super quick. Yeah. Like, hey man, I'm thinking about your hope all as well, you know, XYG. Sure, sure. Well, he told me he'd been listening to the podcast and he had decided to open up his in-person training again. And he sent me over a screenshot of his schedule like a month in and he's booked. He's yeah. fucking packed, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that is fucking dope. So, yeah. Eddie, I'm proud as fuck of you, man. That yeah. is absolutely fantastic. But, dude, that's what this is about. Yeah. It's it, Eddie's not even a team of Haley client, but he listens to the podcast and he adap- he adopts, you know, the the mentality that, mm-hmm. you know, we operate ourselves with. That's so fucking cool. Dude. So that culture you're talking about yeah. is not only within the it's team. It's not within the team. It's even with it's outside teammates. Haley's influenced a lot of fucking people, man. It's really, really, really cool. And I'm so proud of that. I'm proud that we branch out of our, out of our team. You Mm -hmm. don't have to pay us to feel our vibe, Mm -hmm. but when you pay us, it's way different. It's, (laughs) you know, it, it, it is a different level. The last one, but one of the most important ones, man passion, fucking passion. If your coach doesn't have passion for you, your coach doesn't fucking care about you. You know, I was told uh, by one of my friends who, uh, you know, is very successful client of mine. That one of her friends was talking about. I'm a clown because I'm obnox- I was obnoxious on her live stream when she won her show. Man, if you thought that was obnoxious, I would not recommend watching this show next weekend when she turns pro. Obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's called support. That's called passion. That's yeah. called, I know what she put into this. Wow. And I'm sorry, you don't feel that way about your clients, but that's why you're average. I'm elite. That's wow. why, you know, you're stuck in the mud <laughs> yeah. and I'm fucking rolling mm-hmm. and, and passion is contagious and passion is energizing and passion is beautiful. Passion should be rewarded. Does your coach have passion about you? Mm-hmm. If you lose, does your coach feel anything? If you win, does your coach feel anything? Mm. Dude, if they don't, they don't give a fuck about you. And I mean, the best coaches I've seen have passion mm-hmm. and they wear it on their sleeve and oh, they yeah. let it fly. Yeah. They let it go. That's what it should be about. This isn't your battle to fight. Mm-hmm. This is our battle to fight. We are in this together and we are going to conquer this mission together. Mm-hmm. If you can't vibe with that, if you can't relate with that, you shouldn't be coaching people. You should be selling insurance. You should be selling cell phone plans. You should be, you know, selling roofing. Yeah. Like, I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with those jobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Those are great fucking jobs for a lot of people. But man, in, in coaching, mm-hmm. you want to be a a head coach, if anything, you want to be a head football coach, you better have some fucking passion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Bill Belichick shows his passion in a very unique way. <laughs> incredibly unique yeah but he has some goddamn passion i mean we've seen it ex- exude many times mm-hmm. what's interesting about him that people don't understand is he wins a super bowl and just barely cracks a smile yeah because he's focused on the next one yeah the mission wasn't complete oh he's here. one of those guys who finds it hard to celebrate yeah 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 well there's always something coming next yep and you know i i don't relate to it like that like i'm always down to fucking celebrate a huge accomplishment but yeah. man you wake up the next day all right well, it's I mean, back to work. Yeah. Once it's in the past is in the yeah. past. Yeah. It's, it, it's back to work. And now you have this, you have this standard mm-hmm. that you have now set mm-hmm. that you cannot go back on. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who celebrate for weeks. They <laughs> celebrate for weeks or they and, celebrate nothing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And when, when you're too busy celebrating and not working, you're getting passed up by people that you just fucking beat, mm-hmm. but we can't have that. We, you know, one of my clients turns pro over the next couple weekends, we're going to have a great night that night. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. The next day starts the next journey. Well, Now you're pro. Now you're at the bottom of the food chain, yeah. bro like it ain't impressive yeah. anymore. You're at the bottom of the food chain. We got to work and crawl and scratch and nail our way back up. Well, that's why Coop talks about in his pro debut. He's yeah. got to focus. Yeah, he's got to dial the fuck in. He's yeah. at the bottom of the food chain. He's got to prove himself. Are you worthy? Or are you not fucking worthy? And really fucking soon you're going to find out. Yeah. So I believe that those are 10 cues in hiring a coach. Look into it. Investigate. How do you feel about that person? How, what, what's the vibe you're picking up on? Trust your gut. You know, go with the gut and follow follow. follow it to a T. So for episode 77 brought to you by revive supplements and raw supplements, as always, I hope this helps you guys along your fitness journey, your bodybuilding journey, and whatever you want to endeavor into. I wish you nothing but the best. We'll talk soon.